Hello and welcome to the Henrietta Christian Fellowship Podcast. The notes for the sermons featured here can be found at our website, henriettacf.org. Also, on Android or iOS mobile devices, you can find them on the Uversion app. Just click on search for live events and enter our zip code, 14543. Without further ado, here's this week's sermon. So, you might remember last week I gave you homework. I needed to give you a refrigerator magnet, maybe. I don't know. So, do people still use those? I think they probably do. So, anyways, but uh, to address each day and each problem by remembering God's blessing of grace and peace. And uh, I've been doing that this week. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because not only does it, is, it, is it helpful in the immediate... But it stirred up in me some other things, too, you know, just uh, to, to recognize that, you know, there's a lot of things that we approach, you know, because of our circumstances, because of where we live and that sort of thing, that we approach them in ways that really don't line up with what the Word of God says, you know. Uh, I mean, I know people living in places where um, the decision to go out for groceries is a life-and-death decision. You know, do I, should, I, should I risk it? Could we wait? You know, uh, but we live in a much more peaceful place than that. You know, we read about crime statistics and that sort of thing, and we go, when it isn't in our neighborhood and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we, you know, it's, you know, we just live in a place where there's things that God's desiring to minister to us, and we got a substitute that makes us we're not that hungry for it. You know, I remember the first time being in a place where um, praying for the food was not a formality. <laughs> You were praying that you didn't get sick from this food. You know, you're praying for divine protection from what you were eating because there was no way to know if it was safe. My, 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 my. I remember the first time somebody telling me in, in Ukraine uh, that they would like it if I could bring them prenatal vitamins. They said, well, don't you have prenatal vitamins here? They said, yeah, we don't know what's in them. You know, and that it's like, you know, that we, we live in this, this place where, you know, it, sometimes the, this substitute, this, this, which is not a bad thing, don't get me wrong. I mean, we, we have a lot of security here. And so, you know, we, we don't always hunger for the things that God would want us to hunger for. And, um, you know, so I started, you know, looking at this whole thing of the shalom of God again, you know, this, the, the peace of God. Um, and that, you know, that God established the Garden of Eden where the shalom of God you know, it was there, and he put us in there. We messed it up immediately. Um, and, um, you know, but the desire of God toward us is to bring us back into that shalom, to bring us back into that peace. And that I started realizing how thoroughly saturated the Bible is with this teaching about peace that comes from God. And, uh, you know, and being the, you know, the, you know teacher kind of, you know, gifting kind of thing. I, I just, I try to get it down into something where you can grasp it and, you know, and, and carry it. You know, I'm not going to give you the 32 points. I'm going to give you the four. And even four is a stretch. Maybe you'll remember three out of the four. Maybe one out of the four. One out of the four? Okay, can we get at least one out of the four you, you remember? Okay. And so you have the, the God of peace, all right? You have the gospel of peace. You have the peace of God, and you have the way of peace. Three, four, four things uh, that the New Testament speaks to. And 
I want to introduce them, and then I want to take a, a kind of a, a quick turn at the end. But, um, you know, um, the God of peace. You know, first of all, if you're going to know God at all, you know, it's important that you seek him. You know, that uh, James 4, 8 states it simply. There's a lot of scriptures about this, but he says, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Okay? Now, I've just said something that everybody knows, okay? But I, I want to make sure that, that somehow or another it's, it's, it's dripping down into our innards here. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. You know, that there is no, there's no, like, oh, well, maybe for special people, God draws near. Or, you know, well, for special people, people behave themselves. Samson. I, I always, he's the one on the roll call of the heroes of faith. I never quite understand how he got there. He misbehaved. Oh, my word. Like, what was he exactly doing with Delilah, right? Okay, and I mean, it's just, I mean, but he, he, he calls on God and God answers. So I, I just want to make sure that nobody is excluding themselves from this message because you feel like somehow or another you're deficient, fall short or whatever, or God didn't mean that for you. All right? Simple statement. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Take the time to draw near. You know, get, I, I don't know what your schedule's like. I don't know how much power you have to really change anything about it. But I don't, if it's just five minutes in the car when, when you're driving to work or something, I mean, maybe that's where you're at today. But to, to take the time to turn your heart to God and, and call on him. Knowing that he, he made a promise that if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And we're going to see where that goes in a minute or two. But to, to know the God of peace. Romans 15.33 says, Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. All right, so I talked to you about how, you know, in so many places, in other parts of the, the, those books, he was saying, you know, grace and peace from God the Father, you know, and, and from Jesus Christ our, our Lord. And, you know, but he says now that the, the God of peace be with you. And then he says, amen. Let it be so. Let the God of peace be with you. All right? And so then I thought, well, is it just that simple? Is it just that, that unconditional that, that God just says, look, here's, uh, you know, my, here, here's my, I am, and, and I will be uh, with you, and, just, and that's just all there is. Or is there something we can do uh, that means that, uh, if nothing else, we might be more aware that, that the God of peace is with us. And Philippians 4.9 says this, uh, the, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. All right. So there are apparently things that, that, uh, that God is calling us to and saying, look, you know, there are some things that if you do them, uh, you're going to be more aware of my presence. There are some things that, that if you take notice of them, uh, that uh, you're, you're going to experience more of the God of peace. Um, and, and so just this issue of focus, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that the things that I've learned and received, uh, that I begin to put them into practice. And to put them into practice usually takes a plan. You know, I've got to start saying, you know, I used to write on three-by-five cards. I used to have shirt pockets all the time, but lately, I don't know, not so much, you know. But I, you know, I, I write these things down on, on a three-by-five card, stuff them in my pocket, and just, you know, when I had a, a dull moment here or there, I'd pull them out and look at them and just be reminded of them. And, and it brought focus, you know, to my life. Second Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, rejoice. Be made complete. Be comforted. Be like-minded. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace, God of love and peace, uh, will be with you. All right? So, so there's, there's this, this way of living together. You know, it says that, uh, re, you know, rejoice. Uh, be made complete. You know, that, 
I, I don't know that there's been a day that's ever passed in my life that there wasn't something to rejoice over. You know, and, uh, you know, that, that may make you wonder because you know some of the things that have been through. But even on those days, you know, I knew that even if I got down to where there was nothing else left in life to rejoice over, I had the Lord. And I could rejoice in the Lord. All right, that, that sometimes that's, that's what it gets down to. You know, it's like, you know, everything else is a mess, but I still have the Lord. You know, and, um, but it's, a, you know, be made complete. You know, we to tell us, you know, you know, be made, tell us, you know. And, and so this idea, do you know, we only got so much time to get to that place where we become what God wanted us to be. You know, and, and so this whole thing, be made complete. You know, be, be comforted. And that word comforted, we're going to get to that a little bit later, but uh, be like-minded, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you, okay? That there, so there's a, there's a way of living that, that uh, is going to just open up this whole thing of, of the God of peace being with us. And so, you know, you have life practices in this, this concept of surrender. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. In other words, you know, clean out all the junk and make you, make you, make you right. You know, let, let God change you. Let, let God make you the way you're supposed to be. And the things that God's trying to accomplish in us are not always the things that we were hoping he would accomplish in us. I remember one time, and, uh, you know, this is probably uh, sort of emblematic of, you know, kind of a thing that's run in our family for generations. You know, we, we tend to work and work and work and work. You know, and, uh, and what it was is one time uh, I came home uh, when I was working at Teen Challenge, and I walked in the front door. Something happened to my back. I fell on the floor, and I'm laying there. I couldn't get up. And so I'm laying there on the floor for a while, and so I thought, well, I'm on the floor, I should pray. And uh, anyway, so I started talking to God about all this. I said, God, why, why am I laying flat on my back on the floor and can't get up? You know, and I laid there for a little while longer, and finally the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, why do you work 100 hours a week? And... All the answers that I could think of to answer that were bad answers, okay? And uh, so I just sort of sat there like a lox and uh, didn't say anything. And finally the Lord said, because only a fool would criticize you or consider you a failure if you uh, work 100 hours a week. And I thought, am I trying to protect myself, you know, by, by working these crazy hours, you know? And, you know, but there's this, so there's these things sometimes God wants to work on you about you ever wonder why I tell you the stuff God works on me about? See, most pastors hide that stuff, say, oh, man, you know. But then you get to hide your stuff, too, right? So, but I reveal my stuff. God's going to reveal your stuff, you know. And, and, and we can all live together in peace and love each other and encourage each other and quit the baloney, right? <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, anyways, and all of you have, have rehab programs available for me. I know as I'm speaking, but, but please understand that, you know, encourage each other, right? So, so what about this gospel of peace? You know, you talked about the God of peace, but then, the, the, you know, the God of peace has a gospel, a message that he's given to us, the, the gospel of peace. And it's one of the few places that it's mentioned specifically is in Ephesians chapter 6, is one of the parts of the armor of God. He talks about having your feet prepared uh, with the gospel of peace, all right? And Romans 5, 1 through 2 tells us a little bit about that. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is this, that you know what? Jesus Christ has, has brought peace. You know, we were his enemies. But while we were his enemies, Christ died for us. And God declared peace over us. He didn't declare war over us. 
uh, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but even the place that, that, that God has, uh, that, that eventually the rebellious go to is not a place prepared for them. It was prepared for the devil and his angels, okay? And, and so to understand his, what, what God has for you is peace. You know, that this gospel was supposed to, to change something radically for you, which was that in life every day when I get up and I face the, the, that next breath, that I know something, and that's that God has declared peace over me and that I can come to him. And then having the peace of God, Philippians 4, 4 uh, you know, it's a famous uh, one that, uh, you know, has been really, really important to me over the years. Philippians 4, 4 through 9 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, Rejoice! Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. Okay, don't, don't get filled with anxiety. Why does the Bible say don't be filled with anxiety? Why would, why would God mention such a thing? Why? How come? Hmm? I heard it from out back somewhere. It's human nature. That's how we are. You know, the Bible doesn't say, uh, you know, fear not to a bunch of people that are never afraid. Okay, and the Bible doesn't say be anxious for nothing to people that are normally just fine. Okay, God knows the anxieties. He knows the things that, that, that just, you know, eh, they get a hold of us. And, you know, they can, they can just, you know, put you off track and, 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 and really interfere with the relationship God is trying to draw you into with him. Okay, because we're going to get to this place where we start to understand there's some God's trying to do, and all that anxiety is going to get in the way. So he says, look, instead of the anxiety, tell you what you do. All right? So let's pick up there. Uh, it says, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, don't forget that part, okay, uh, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to say, the things that you've learned and received and heard and seen in me practice, these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And then finally, this, this thing where it's uh, knowing, uh, know and walk in the way of peace. Uh, when Jesus was born, and they brought him into the temple, and, you know, and the, so, you know, Simeon and, uh, Hannah, thank you. Uh, they, they prophesied, or just, all my brain just wouldn't grab it. Okay, you know, and so they're, they're, they're making these prophecies over, and one of them was, it said that, that he, Jesus, says to shine upon those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So from the very beginning, even before Jesus began his ministry, but just his presence in this world, it says he was sent to guide our feet into the way of peace. Romans 3, 17 through 18 says, and the, the, it says the path of peace they have not known. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Apparently being on that path has something to do uh, with, with having the fear of God. And I'm not, you know, I mean, if, if you need terror to keep you on the path, but, but just this, this mighty reverence that understands this humongous difference between God and us, and that, that, that God is God and we are not, and that, uh, that, that, you know, that this is in part what keeps us on this path uh, of peace. You know, and because if you don't know the path of peace, it is perhaps because the fear of God has departed from you. Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him uh, to God the Father. And keep in mind that, that let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Is that the arbiter? You know, you, know, you, you go to mediation. You know, and there's a mediator. Now, they don't have the authority to make you, but they can certainly offer you the path to it. God has the authority to make you, but he doesn't. 
But he calls you and he says, look, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. That that becomes the mediator for us, between us and whatever's going on. And Romans 8, 5 through 6, for those who are, are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit on the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. You know, that there is this way uh, of living where, you know, things just become part of you. There are things that make for peace. You, you know, blessed are the peacemakers that... Um, you know, the, the, there's these things that just become a part of our lives. And we start realizing, you know something? Um, I don't want to get on a critical bent, you know? So, so like, you know, so I, I start saying, you know something? If I need to offer criticism, I want to make sure I've said, you know, three good things, you know, before I, I offer a criticism. You know, that, I mean, that there's, there's these things that start to become a part of, how is gonna, God going to use you as the person who brings peace in some situation? All right? And, and so... But, you know, you get down to this place. And, I, I, you know, as I was preparing the message, I got there. You know, where I said, you know, for all this, I, I, you know, and I grasp it, and I, and, and I know there's things that uh, should become important to me in the pursuit of all this. But, you know, I started realizing that, that a fair amount of the, uh, the peace that, that most of us need really comes in the form of something called comfort. You know, because God is also the God of all comfort. You know, that he, he brings comfort to us. You know, in those times where... Uh, you're struggling with something or whatever, and, and it's just, and you just can't find peace. That, you know, sometimes the thing that we need is comfort. And so, you know, I knew there was a scripture, and, I, and so I went looking for it, and I found it in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we are ourselves comforted by God. And the wonderful moment came when I said, I think I know, but I, I want to find out for sure. What is that word comfort? And it's parakletos. It's counsel. But para. Okay, para does one of two things. It either says, come here. Not really. That's a real, real thing, yeah. It either does this, calls you to, to himself, or, uh, you know, or maybe comes to you, okay? Para means to come alongside, okay, for the purpose of what? Speaking counsel. You know, what is this counsel, you know? It's the, it's the word that comes to us from the Holy Spirit. You know, that, that, you know, that the contact with the comfort, the contact with the peace, the contact with, with that which is going to make a difference and mean that, uh, that we know the God of peace, all right, that we uh, know the peace of God, that we are walking in the gospel of peace, and that our lives are directed into that way of peace where we're, we're bringing peace to the situations that we walk into uh, because, because we're experiencing peace. It has a whole lot to do with just this, this ministry of the Holy Spirit where he comes alongside of us. He calls us to himself sometimes. Sometimes he comes alongside but just one way or another, some shift, some changes, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is right there with us, speaking to us. Now, I, I will tell you, being, growing up as an atheist and then becoming a Christian, this experience of hearing God was a, a bit pricey to come by for me. <laughs> okay? um, I, I was you know, the ultimate realist. All right? I, mean, I didn't believe in anything unless, unless I was certain that it was real. And so this whole idea of, of asking God to, to speak to my heart or to show me things and everything like that, 
But I'm going to tell you, my experience was, was quickly rewarded. When I say pricey, I'm just saying, in other words, like, uh, I did not grow up believing this. It was not something that I had some natural affinity for. All right? It was something that everything inside of me fought back against and said, no, nah, it can't be, it can't be, it can't be. But, you know, that the Holy Spirit is called, you know, I'll give you another counselor, another paraclete. I'll give you uh, someone to come alongside of you and speak to you. You know, that a lot of, I think what we're experiencing sometimes when we lack peace is what we're experiencing is a feeling of being alone. You know, I thought about that song, you know, never once have I ever walked alone, never once have you left us on our own. You are faithful. You know, and I realized that, you know, you know God is, is just, he's just right there. And, uh, you know, but, but that, that, that is something that needs to be cultivated, that, that we need to believe that the, the Holy Spirit is there uh, speaking and uh, comforting and counseling. He's not far away. He's there. And that when we hit those times where we're just lacking peace, sometimes what we need to cry out for is comfort. You know, Lord, come to me. And so, you know, what we're, we're going to come to the Lord's table at this point and to understand that, um, you know, this, this is evidence to us that, uh, that, that God is present with us, that, that Jesus Christ uh, died for our sins. And, um, and he said that we are to partake of this table. And if the elders could come, and appreciate it. Um, that... Um, team that's right thank you so thanks so much for listening to this podcast brought to you every week by Henrietta Christian Fellowship located at 1085 Middle Road in Rush New York if you have a prayer request or a need we want you to know that we're here for you please send us an email at henriettacf at gmail.com. That's henriettacf at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening, and God bless.